Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create amazing relationships. I am Rachel Cruz, hosting this hour with my good friend and Ramsey personality, Jade Warshaw, and we are here to answer your questions about life, money, relationships, career, anything and everything. So give us a call. It's a free call anywhere in the country at 888 Up next, we have, or up first, I should say, we have Kristen in Houston, Texas. Hey, Kristen, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you very much for taking my call. Absolutely. Um, How can we help? Well, my husband and I are in uh, in a financial transition. So we've been paying off our credit card debt for like the last two years. We've been chasing our tail with it. We're due to pay off our credit card debt by the end of December, maybe the beginning of January. Okay, coming up. So, great. Yeah, yeah. Congrats. Super excited. This has been, thank you. It's been crazy. Yeah. Okay, so our next phase that we want to do is work on building our savings for down payment and closing costs to purchase real estate within the next year or two. This year, we made two big decisions. Well, actually, we made two big purchases and one big decision. We've, we're renters right now, and um, our rent was going up. And my husband and I decided, okay, let's go ahead and move into an RV. Well, I already had one that was paid off. I traded that in, and we purchased one. And so that's what we're doing right now is we, we have a brand-new RV, and we pay space rent. So that's our housing. Then uh, my truck, which was his truck is paid off, my truck is paid off. But my truck ended up needing like $15,000 of maintenance and repairs in the last year and a half. Just turn right around, have another $1,500 repair, and we said, forget that. We need an upgrade truck for the RV anyway. And so we went ahead and made uh, a purchase for a, a truck to pull the RV. How much did you spend? The, uh, 50, we owe 56623 on it right now. 56000 uh, Hold hold hold. Did you say you bought a truck for 56000 Yes, it's a 2021 um, F-250 diesel for 58000 I'm shook. It was a deal. <laughs> it was a great deal. But our monthly note is nuts. Um, we've already and, done that with our budget and all. So. And Kristen, I'm going to just ask the assumption. It's on payments. Mm, yeah. Yeah. The payment. The payment is uh, nine forty six and some change. Woo! And we had to. Yeah, it's nuts. We wait, had, no, well, hold, first, wait, hold on, hold on, hold okay. on. I gotta call you okay. out slightly. Yeah. It's the Christmas yeah. season, so I'm going to be a little bit lighthearted. <laughs> First, you said it was a great deal. Then you just now turn around and said it's nuts. And just for the record, it is nuts. It is. Y'all just are about to pay off all this credit card debt. You had two paid for trucks. I'm just spelling this out for you. Well, here's here's the thing is uh, we 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 thought about this. We went through the budget. We uh, we did the budget on the net income, not gross and how we could afford all of that. And so we have it all in the budget, and uh, everything together with the truck, the RV, and the space rent, we're at about $2,100, okay? The, uh, his truck is a 2012. My truck used to, was a 2011. And oh. high mileage on both of them, we cannot pull the RV with um, either one of his or mine. The difference is, and the so, hard part that you're going to realize is everything that you have that money tied up in is going down yeah. in value. And right. I understand that what you really want is real estate, but I don't think you guys went about the right way to get there. Probably not. But given our situation at the time, that's where we were at. 
Okay, a so how much how much can you let's just um real quick, Kristen, how much how much could you sell the truck for today? Uh the twenty one or the twenty eleven? Twenty one. The fifty six thousand. It would have to be fifty six six. Okay, so right around there. How much could you sell we're the not, RV how how much could you sell the R V for? Uh right now it's sitting at forty three, so payoff would probably be around forty four, forty five. Okay, so you do realize your truck costs more than where you guys live. Right. Okay. So there's just parts of this formula, Kristen, I need you to see is not the wisest choice. And I need you to say, wow, we should not have we should not have done this because renting is not throwing your money away. What you guys did is you chose to take on more debt by getting an RV and then you chose to have to go deeper into debt to be able to move the RV. So you just dug yourself into a deeper hole thinking, you know, it was the wisest, smartest thing to do at that point. But mathematically, financially, it just wasn't. It wasn't. And so for you guys, you guys have have stepped backwards a lot in this process. So I almost would say like, I would, I want everything to be wiped clean. You guys had such a great track record with the credit cards. Like you were paying down debt, no, paying down no, debt. No, 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 no. Let me, let me tell you right now that when we were renting, he was making lower income at the time. And we were actually in more debt over our Then you head. could have gone to a cheaper rent, Kristen. You could have. No, we couldn't. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait a sec, wait a sec, wait a sec. Let me draw it back. (laughs) We can't help you if you don't want help. And here's here's what I want to make clear. Rachel and I are going to look at this and we're going to go, hey, this is not the smartest choice. We want you to be free and we want you to be out of debt. Now, here's the difference. Because I I agree with you in the way that renting, it doesn't feel good. It feels like we're throwing money down at you know, down a black no, hole. No, I could care less about renting. But, renting that doesn't bother me. I'm a real estate broker. I understand. Okay, but what you're so not understanding, we not in- what you're not understanding here is it would have been better for you to rent because rent is not debt. And you're just looking at the payment per month, but you're not looking at the grand scheme of it, okay? Payment per month doesn't matter. It matters. Does that make sense? You're looking like, oh, $2,100, it's less. But I'm like, yeah, but you're forgetting about the 56000 and the 43000 and then the land. Actually, $2,100 is more than what we were paying. How about like. this, Kristen? What, you, um, for you calling in, what was what was the main question? So you- my main question was you, okay, it's not changing what we're doing. I understand, you know, your philosophy and everything like that. And I understand what we've done. And there's reasons why we did it. Okay. Um, and, and I understand. Okay. I, I totally agree with you. Normal circumstances. Sure. Where we're at right now. Okay. okay we'll be freeing up about $3,000 worth of money okay. every month once we pay off these credit cards. Okay. Which is about to be done at the end of the month and the beginning of next month. Okay. Maybe. Okay. We have $1,000 in savings every month. Okay. And we have one month's reserves for bills. All of them. Okay. 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 How would you best advise to put that three thousand dollars to our debt? Yeah, how much which, are you guys making a year, Kristen? Uh, in a year, his gross for this year is going to end up being year to date. It's it's one twenty one. One twenty one. Okay. Mm-hmm. So um, he'll probably be about one thirty uh, by by the end of the month. And do you add anything to that as well? No, not right now. Okay. I will, um, but so not what now. I would I'm do. Broker, so, it's so what I would do, Kristen, if you guys mm-hmm. choose, we just say not to have. I know things in motors and wheels. That yeah. is more than half of your annual income. So if it were me, Kristen, I All would right. be selling these two things: the truck and the RV. Like I said earlier, I'd go rent somewhere, free up this money, save up a good down payment for you guys to get a primary home for you and your husband. 
after three to six months of expenses, I'd put that in a money market account. If you don't want to do that, then the next move is you have to start paying off this RV, which is $43,000. And then you need to pay off the truck before you ever think about real estates. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey guys, it's Rachel Cruz here to tell you about a faith-based alternative to health insurance that can make healthcare more affordable. Christian Healthcare Ministries. CHM allows members to share each other's healthcare costs, and it's as easy as one, two, three. Step one, choose the healthcare provider you want. Step two, submit your eligible bills. And step three, get reimbursed. CHM members take care of your eligible medical bills. With no network and the freedom to choose your healthcare provider, CHM is the best option for Christians who want to take care of their families and help other believers. Find out more at chministries.org slash budget. That's chministries.org slash budget. So Jade, I kind of wanted just to circle back. That's, I feel like a phrase we all said during COVID. I'll circle back, circle back. <laughs> um, to that last caller, Kristen. And, you know, I think what's what can be so hard is we can ourselves talk ourselves into something and into situations yeah. and be so clouded by maybe our own judgment, our own ways of thinking that we keep digging ourselves deeper into mm-hmm. a hole mm-hmm. and you're thinking you're on the outside yelling down and no, come out this way, yeah. come out this way. And I feel like that's what we were trying to do with her is just to show and understand And it's just the numbers. There's p- parts of this that you just go back to just facts and, and $900 a month car payment and, and, and everything. So, yeah. I mean, look, I I am the first one to say when I hear that kind of talk, there's not much we can do because you've already kind of painted yourself into this corner of my ex- my situation is the exception. And all of us can find somewhere where we can say that. But you've honestly got to commit to going, okay, I've got to just not make these excuses because all of us can say, well, the way my income is set up or well, because we were paying this in rent or well, because all of us can do that. And whenever you do that, you automatically exclude yourself from the solution. You automatically ostracize yourself from why a plan can't work for you. You just you create you're the exception. And if you want to take on that identity, then that's the identity you have. And nothing nothing we say is going to be able to help you. And I always hate when that happens because I am a firm believer, Rachel, of the idea that whatever you look for, you find it. So if you're always looking for the reasons that you can't do it, then you never will. Yeah. But the moment you just say, okay, I'm going to open up my heart. I'm going to open up my mind a, a little bit. And just say, I'm going to try this plan. I'm going to try something different. Yeah, because look, and I don't say this to be anything but real. When I first heard your dad talk, he's brass. Like he's strong. Yes. Like he comes across and I remember thinking he's got more money than I do. He's he's figured it out. He's not living paycheck to paycheck. He's not in debt. I am. So I'm just leave, Who's leave it at there? that. Who's <laughs> I'm there? just yep. leave it at yep. that because at the end of the day, it's like that's where you have like that's the way you have to see it as okay, like I'm still trying to figure this out. I haven't figured it out yet. Right, right. Someone who has gotten a handle on it is telling me, hey, here's what I did. And if you're not gonna take advice from a person who's done it then you're always going to be kind of like trying to fight your way out of a paper bag. Yep. Yep. And like you said, the light, somebody's shining the light going, it's this way. It's this way. Yes. It's your choice. Yep. Absolutely. So good. All right. Let's go to uh, Heather there in Illinois. Hey, Heather, welcome to the show. Hey guys. How are you? 
Doing great. How can we help? Hey, um, I'm actually like really excited I got on. Oh, I'm so, I'm so glad uh, you're here. <laughs> so my husband and I are in baby step number two, uh, trying to get rid of our debt. We have um, about $62,000 in consumer debt. Um, and we bring in um, like $6,200 a month after taxes and insurance and all that stuff. Um, so uh, we've used every dollar budget, the premium, to map out our paychecks. And um, I was raised in church, so I was always taught that you give 10% of your uh, take-home pay back to church, like to the Lord, because it's His anyway. He's just giving it to us to manage. Mm-hmm. Um, so in doing that, I typically budget about $600 a month um, in tithing and after our expenses are paid for the month, we have about $150 extra to put towards our debt repayment. And we're pretty on fire to try to get rid of this debt. Um, so my husband got a work truck that he, we don't have to pay for anything of it. He gets to drive it wherever he wants. That's awesome. Um, so we actually sold my nice car <laughs> and I drive his old 2005 four-door truck nice because it's paid for yeah um so we are just trying to get after this and my question is do i can continue to give the 10 percent um to church at this moment or do i cut it down to five percent or just pause it to take the extra six hundred dollars to get rid of put towards our debt each month um I'm just kind of at an impasse. Like I kind of feel guilty doing that, but I don't know what else to do. Yeah. It's a, yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a fair question for sure. And what's funny, Heather is uh, we get, I get hate on my, the Rachel Cruz show for certain things. And recently it's been this, it's been giving. Really, People have not been happy with the fact that I am pretty set in my ways when it comes to the giving part. Wow. Yep. So Heather, what I would say, okay, so there's kind of two ways I look at giving. One is from more of a spiritual aspect, if you're someone of faith, and then people that are not, there's still a factor here. So so for me, giving in general, regardless of where you stand spiritually, it, it is a practice of character. Mm-hmm. For me, there is something about the continuation of giving and living with an open hand as a practice that I want ingrained in me so deeply, regardless mm-hmm. of where I am financially, because I am a big believer that as that becomes a habit and then you guys start winning, people think, well, if I just had more money, I, I would give and it would be easier. And the truth right. is, Heather, that's not necessarily the case. Sometimes when you get more money, it's almost harder. The, uh, hard, yeah, it's mm-hmm. the easier not to give the opposite way, which sounds so backwards, but it's just crazy how our minds work. And I always want money to be in a healthy position in my life. And so to mm-hmm. have it far out with an open hand, um, that that's always my stance. And then if you are a person of faith, which you said you are, you know, I never want mm-hmm. any part of my faith walk to be legalistic. Legalistic stuff just it 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 it, it grosses me out. I hate it. I don't like it when people are like, you have to do yeah. this and this and this. You have to do read the Bible this often. Yeah. Like anything like that rules. I'm like, nope, I, I that's not my thing. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, you go I, the opposite direction. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a legalistic person. So I don't want your giving from the spiritual lens to be out of legalism because that defeats, I think, the whole purpose of it. I think there's so much in scripture about 
being a cheerful giver and the why and the participation that we get to participate in something bigger of what God is doing. And I'm not a prosperity person either. I do not think that if you give, you will be given back monetarily always. I think sometimes God blesses us, but I don't think it's an A, B equals C thing there. But what I do see though, Heather, and I can say this with confidence, people that give, and I would say even people with faith, if you put that layer on top of it, there is a a sense of 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 joy there's a sense of peace there's something in there because it is bigger than just the paycheck that's hitting your accounts mm. the gifts mm-hmm. that you're giving the consistency of giving and giving back to the local church which is the tithe there is something there that i am choosing to participate in what god is already doing mm-hmm. and so for me it's it's yes the obedient factor but there's also the the joy the contentment learning to live with what you have that principle is kind of forced in there, especially on a tight budget like you guys are. Like, there's just so many of these character benefits mm-hmm. that come out mm-hmm. of giving that I can't, in good conscience, just say, don't do it. Now, I understand right. it, it is tight, and some people choose, Heather, and I think you're a big girl and you get to get off this phone call and you guys get to decide. Some people choose to lower, you know, they do certain percentages, but I, I do stick to that 10% because I think. I think the challenge of it is healthy. Mm-hmm. And I think the mm-hmm. habit that it causes in us is just, I just see so many positives. And yes, it may take longer to get out of debt mathematically, but I think it forces something in all of us uh, that I think we just need as humanity. Look, I, I'm with Rachel, you know, and I can speak to you, Heather, too, because I, you know, getting out of debt. That, you guys, yeah, that, the, the long journey of it. It is the biggest temptation. Like, yep. and I'm going to speak to mm-hmm. it through that lens since you said you're a Christ follower. I'm a Christ follower, so we'll speak to it through that lens. But yeah. it is a temptation. Like, that's the first thing you go, well, nothing's going to happen. Like, nothing's going to happen. It's not like they're going to cut my lights off if I stop paying my tithe, right? And so, right. but I do think for us, like for Sam and I, it was an opportunity to really test God the way he says to. He's like, test me in this. And see if I'm not going to throw open the floodgates and pour out a blessing that you won't have room enough to receive. And like Rachel said, you don't know that it's going to be money, but it will be a blessing, even if it's just the intentionality in your heart to keep going. Like he's going to hold up his end of this thing. And when you build his kingdom, he builds into you. And it's not like it's a quid pro quo, but it's something you get to participate in. And when you do that, the scripture does say that he does overflow that blessing. So... We're saying stick with it, Heather. Stick with <laughs> it. All the way around. Such a great question, though. Thanks for the call. Hey, listen up. When we invest, most of us have no idea where our money is going. But the reality is your investments could be funding social and cultural causes that you would never choose to support. With Timothy Plan, you can avoid putting your hard-earned money into things you don't approve of and invest in companies that line up with your values. With Timothy Plan's pro-life, pro-family filter, you can invest with moral responsibility while going after competitive returns. So while it's still true that you can't serve God and money, you can make your money serve your values. Contact your financial advisor today to see if Timothy Plan is right for you. Visit timothyplan.com for more information. Investing includes risk, including possible loss of principal. Before investing, carefully consider a fund's investment objective, risks, charges, and expenses contained in the prospectus available at timothyplan.com. Read carefully before investing. Mutual funds distributed by Timothy Partners, LTD, and ETFs distributed by Foresight Fund Services, LSE. 
Today's question of the day is sponsored by Neighborly, your hub for home services. When was the last time you thought about your dryer vents? Clogged dryer vents are a cause of thousands of house fires every year. So let the experts at Dryer Vent Wizard clean yours. Visit neighborly.com slash Ramsey to schedule service today. Wow. Today's question comes from Brooke in Kentucky. She says, my husband listens to you every day, so it would be amazing if you would set one of us straight. Here we go. (laughs) We got into debt when we were in our early 20s. We found the baby steps and haven't looked back. Our home is almost paid off with no other debt. Kids have enough money in their college funds, and we put 15% of our pay into retirement. I've always been a stay-at-home mom, homeschool the kids, and work full-time from home. Way to go. Here's the problem. When we go on vacation, I want to stay in a nice hotel and a fancy room. I work very hard and am not happy unless this happens. My husband doesn't get it at all. He says, we just sleep there. Why spend the extra money? Financially, the extra cost is in the budget. I don't spend any money on myself. It's the one thing I want to splurge on. I want my husband to recognize my hard work and show his appreciation by getting the nice room. Who's right? If it's me, what can I say to make him really understand? Uh, Oh my gosh. Number one, Brooke, you're right. Yes, you are right. (laughs) Oh man, you're right. Always, always splurge. For the, here's the deal with a vacation: if you go back to a place you hate, it just takes away from the vacation. Yeah. Maybe I'm girl mathing this, but when you go to a place that you love, it, it cha- I'm like I would cut on food before I'd cut on hotel. For me personally, yeah, a nice hotel or a nicer hotel all day. Oh, all day. Look and <laughs> Rachel, <laughs> look. I'm just. Listen, Jay and I have stayed in some really bad hotels in our in our days. Yeah. Don't do it. I'm not risking finding a hair in my bed. <laughs> I am not risking, you know, the way the sink looks when it's old and crust. Like, I just... Yep. It's not worth it. It's not a vacation. And especially if you have the money. Yeah. Okay, so Brooke, here's the thing. I want my husband to recognize my hard work and show his appreciation by getting all of this. This is y'all's money together. So, True that. So, like, him deciding all of it I'm like, no, you get, right. you get an exact say in it. And sure, I want him to appreciate you and your hard work, regardless of vacations and hotel rooms. That's really it. Um, that was kind of the weird, that was I don't the like only that. weird it's strand. Like he, gets to, he gets to decide this and all of it. I don't like that. That was the only weird part about this whole thing is I don't, I don't know that I view the vacation like when when Sam and I go on vacation, I'm not viewing it as this is your chance to appreciate me. Right. That's I'm, right. I'm thinking of like, OK, like this is our family's chance to get away. Yes. And in my opinion, the whole point of staying in a hotel is to be somewhere a little more luxurious than where you no. are. <laughs> right. 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 And don't get me wrong. Everybody's budget is different. Yes. But yes. I, I mean, once she said it's in the budget, I'm like, give yes. me the green light. It's the green light. All day. I know. Hope Brooke, we're on your team. And I think <laughs> your husband appreciating you or you wanting to feel more appreciated, whatever that looks like, is a conversation outside of the vacation conversation. But I try and you could try and find a way to relate to him. Like if whatever he's into that he would be willing to spend money on. Yeah. Kind of try to find a way to parallel it. Like if he's into I don't know, like golf, just say, Hey, like you wouldn't want me to go buy you a 
I don't know what is a nine iron like I don't know like try to find a way to relate it be like you don't want me to buy you a nine iron from Walmart so don't yeah don't don't try to buy me a you know and just kind of relate it to something he understands and he sees the value in yeah maybe that'll help that's good that's real good oh man yeah you know so then I know the value of Jade what our friend George Camel's new book Georgie boy he's got a book right now you guys on pre-sale called breaking free from broke so make sure to check it out he exposes some of the most common money myths and excuses out there like investing traps and mortgage myths and credit card schemes all of that so make sure to ramseysolutions.com slash store and pre-order that book it comes out in January and you get close to a hundred dollars of free items if you pre-order today so make sure to check that out and also Jade's quick read that is in the store as well money's not a math problem that's in there too so check that out ramseysolutions.com slash store all right up next we have Delaney in Washington DC hi Delaney welcome to the show hi guys thanks so much for taking my call you're so welcome how can we help So my husband and I are kind of going through a lot of transitions um, in life, and we have recently made some decisions that I'm not feeling so sure about anymore, so I thought I'd call in. Okay. Um, So for some background, he's 30, I'm 23. Um, We got married last year, and we now have a two-month-old baby girl. Um, We live outside of D.C., um, actually in Northern Virginia, Um, and I was on maternity leave for a couple of months. Um, and then have now dropped my hours to part-time. Um, and with our annual household income, we just can't afford rent anymore where we currently are. Um, our lease is up at the beginning of January, and they were going to increase our rent by quite a bit. Um, so we were kind of figuring out where we want to be. Um, my husband is in defense contracting, and um, in a couple of weeks is going to be going completely remote. Um so we kind of have a lot of leeway in terms of where we want to be um, with him probably still having to make occasional trips into his office in Maryland, but um, not very frequent. Um, I'm from Vermont um, and have lived there up until last year when we got moved to Northern Virginia for my husband's work. My husband is from Houston. Um, and so we are, we kind of found a place um, a little bit further out because um, we do really like the area we're currently living in. Um, to get a little bit more house to rent um, for cheaper. Um, but I mean, now we're just like crunching the numbers with what my take home pay is um, since I'm part time. And it's just, it's kind of stressing me out. It's still too much, I think. Um, and so we're just trying to figure out where we want to move. And I don't feel like we have a lot of time to figure it out because um, our move is currently scheduled for next weekend. <laughs> oh, wow. Wait. Yeah. So why, where why? are you going? So we're going to be um, in still Northern Virginia, but out in Leesburg. It's like about an hour and a half away from here. Okay. And that plan is not feeling right still, right? Because of the rent? Yeah. Um, and another big factor, I think, with, with finances, um, and we're, we're currently in baby step too, but okay. um, finances and also just it's, it's definitely been a difficult transition. Um, me being a stay-at-home mom and now working part-time, um, and not having any family close by. Um, mm. We have a few friends that we've made in the last year and a half we've lived here, but it's been really challenging yeah. um, not having family. And so I think that's another thing on my heart. For what? sure. Go ahead. Is it for his? Like, because he's going to be able to work mostly remote. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yeah. It does, does he want to move back? So he isn't really, we haven't found places in Vermont um, the renting market is horrible. 
um, to be close to my parents. Um, they've offered to let us move in, but, um, I mean, I would love to, but my husband is definitely not on board with that. Mm -hmm. Um, so he is okay with making it work. Um, it's a new place out in Leesburg. Um, and, and he's also in school full time right now. So, um, once he's graduating with his degree, um, in like a year and a half, two years, jobs will open up quite a bit and then hopefully we'll be able to increase his salary by quite a bit. So we're still, you know, it's just, it's budget's going to be tight if we move there. Um, and then Houston is the other option. It's a lot cheaper, uh, no income tax, and we'd have his family close by. I've visited Houston many times um, since we started dating, and I just, every time I'm there, I just can't wait to leave. Yeah, it's, so it's, it's an acquired taste, for sure. It's just really, it's it's really hard for me to, okay. you know. So Delaney, we're things. up against this the clock, great, so I hate but, to cut you off, I hate okay. to cut you off, but... um. So what I would say is that for on the financial aspect, I think it's going to be really imperative that you guys find something that's at least you know 25% of your take-home pay. And I think that's going to relieve a lot of that feeling of, oh my yeah. gosh, how much do I have to work? You know, and hit, like that financial stress. Mm-hmm. But also Delaney, I'm like, this is you and your husband. You guys have to figure out what do we value? What do we want out of our life in the next season? Do mm-hmm. we want to be close to family? Um, I mean, how much of this is... You know, you guys having to transition into like a, it's a different life, right? When you're married right. with, a, with a baby, it's, it's, it's a grown up world now. Yeah. And if you want to stay home full time, part time, you've got to set yourself in a situation where you can actually do that. And that there's going to be some form of sacrifice, yeah. whether it's where you live, how much you work. If he's in school now or saves it for later, there is going to be a sacrifice that has to be made. You guys have to decide which one it is. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I am Rachel Cruz hosting this hour with Jade Warshaw and taking your calls. Uh, Just your friendly reminder, you guys, as everyone's doing their Christmas shopping, make sure to go to RamseySolutions.com slash store because we have our Cyber Monday sale all week long this week. And it's everything from Every Dollar Premium for $49.99. You can get a gift card and even give that as a gift. Uh, audiobooks as low as $7, uh, Junior's Adventure Storytime Collection for $14.99, books from myself and Dr. John Deloney and Ken Coleman and Dave Ramsey, uh, books in there that are, yeah, as low as, you know, $10 sale, some $20, so make sure to check that out at RamseySolutions.com slash store as you are doing your Christmas shopping. All right, up next, we have Melissa in Minneapolis. Hey, Melissa, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you guys so much for taking my call. Absolutely. I really appreciate it. How can we help? So um, my husband's about to file bankruptcy. And mm. to the best of my knowledge, my name will not, I don't have to. This is related to a business um, line of credit that when he took it out with a former business partner, he signed a personal guarantee. I don't know oh. that he was super aware of the implications to that at the time. Mm. Um, it, that happened, I think back in like 2018 and then the business shut down with COVID, um, with an insurmountable line of credit that at the point just was not able to be paid back. We've been working for, um, since 2020 with a lawyer to reach a settlement and try to, you know, do the best that we can to pay some of this back, at least to the bank. And they've denied us every time Um, to a point now at 800,000. Oh, Melissa, I'm so, so sorry. Half would, be, it's, half would be his, half would be the partner, but, you know, they don't really, they're not looking at it individually at this point. 
Um, mm-hmm. and, and so at this point, do you feel confident that? Do you feel confident that working with the lawyer, you will be able to get them to cut it in half, basically? He's not. All the conversations with the lawyer, he's like been like we had a call yesterday, and I'm like, is there? any other option and he's like do you have eight hundred thousand i'm like nope <laughs> we certainly don't what's the business partner um, doing or the ex-business partner i guess oh we don't really have a relationship any longer so i don't oh. know um and i don't know that they you know would have it either to be honest i'm not sure we really have no idea so, so are they on the line for um, this or just your husband nope they, they are too so they've also been working with a lawyer we just don't have any like personal relationship outside of that so okay but the expectation though is that he has to come up and i see that they're seeing it as a whole eight hundred thousand. but if there's a business if there's another person whose name is on the loan too that doesn't factor so they either like both are filing bankruptcy or they both have to come up with you know half um so the partner is going to be filing filing bankruptcy as well Correct. Yeah, okay. to the best of our knowledge. So you do know yeah. that. Okay. okay. And just to clarify, is that what the court is saying that they both have to take the same course of action, or if the partner files bankruptcy, does your does you and your husband still have the ability to just pay off the four hundred thousand if you choose to, like on your own time? No. If, if it has if to, if one be. files bankruptcy, then it would be the entire. So then oh. that's where it would be eight hundred. So, so I'm like, can we, like, if we take the whole thing, will they have a little more pity on us? Like we, we've asked to settle. We've, you know, offered different lump sums. We've offered different payment plans over, you know, six years. Or like, can we pay like 200,000 of this over the mm-hmm. course of five, six years? They've, and, to, and in lack of better terms, they've actually, this has been, like I said, since 2020, they've, the attorney's are huh. quite young for the bank and they keep changing. So we've been ghosted for like nine, 10 months at a time. Where we're like, oh, this might actually just, there's a statute, um, I guess, that we were like, well, we might actually hit that. And this might just disappear. What's (laughs) the statute? They keep dropping the ball. Um, It's got to be at least a decade. It was six years from what we had heard. Um, We were about halfway through, but then they they did do a, they filed um, last December 31st. They filed something. I'm not exactly sure the terminology, but essentially they filed that, which gave us one year. But then come this December 31st, had they not responded, which they hadn't until last week, it would have been dismissed. But then they came back next week and they were like, all right, this is, you have till December 8th. Is, is the balance growing or is it like, is it frozen? Uh, it, there is, it, there's interest growing on it, but they're not really pursuing that for some reason. They're more just going after the lump sum of like kind of when the business shut down it, it looks like i mean because the, the total on the last statement i got was over nine hundred thousand, oh, but they're asking gosh. for like 817 so what so, chapter are they going to put you guys in do you know well that i'm when i've read about it i'm thinking seven yeah um just because of the ability to pay this back and everything else that goes along with 13 yeah um it seems like seven is our option the the stick to that is like we were just about to pay off our cars. <laughs> like we don't have other debt. And this just feels wrong, but yet we also just don't signed have it. That I mean, yeah, and that money. and that's a little bit of that hard reality of and and my and dad, Dave talks about this a lot with, you know, his story of bankruptcy. Yeah, where I mean like there's there's a truth that it feels like the system it's like, man, 
make it half and we you know what I mean like yeah. the, like the system part of it is frustrating um right but then at the end of the day and, this is this is what happens you know when when you sign your name to something and it's heartbreaking and terrible right. as it is um yeah <laughs> it is what happens how is how is he doing your husband he, he's actually i mean his attitude toward it is much better than mine i'm like this is pain and anguish this is devastation he's like yeah this really stinks he was like but we have to just move on like this is going to happen it's going to be wiped out he's like and we just move on he's like we're almost on cash anyways yeah that's what we're that was our goal that's where we want to go so we're almost there and then our the attorney said that you basically once we file it stops the bank from being able to like do anything to us about this 800 right garnish wages he's like, or... and the next day you can just move on you know i'm like we just move on i'm like okay but the i guess the the kind of things that we're not super clear about are that we're being told by the attorney to do one thing and that i don't agree with is like our cars we so we have some loans on our cars but the way our income works is my husband kind of makes like large chunks of money at a time so we'd be able to pay off like we have a about 11,000 on one of his cars that we were just about to pay off last month. When this kind of came to light that it's like, no, don't pay off your cars because there's, we can only keep like, there's like 5,200 of equity that's protected in vehicles and then they can take the rest. So he's like, if your car's paid off, yeah, you know, don't do that. So like, okay, we're holding, you know, but I'm like, we're really close like to paying that stuff off or, and now we were told to turn the cars in and lease them and lease a different car instead because then we don't, technically own it but then i'm thinking in three years then his credit i'm assuming will be trashed and the lease is up and we'll have sunk a bunch of money in that we couldn't save and then what you know i'm like i i don't know what about your home is it protected under like the like do you have the homestead yep, protection so to where they can't protect our equity up to four hundred fifty thousand. okay so i know that with what we owe on our mortgage on our house is worth um, that's been pretty clear that our house is safe. Okay, that was also, my number one question. Yeah, so that's all safe. Um, there's going to be something he said with this that called like a reaffirmation of the loans basically mm -hmm. after it's filed because there is going to be something that happens with the house even though it's like we've never missed a payment. We're not behind at all. Mm -hmm. He's like, it's just unfortunately that's... But it's assets. When you do a personal it. guarantee, it's, it's yeah. your life it's there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That is. Oh, and that is how people lose their houses and everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. My name is not on this. And I guess there are marital protections, which help us as well, because my name wasn't, you know, I was not part of the business, any of it, mm -hmm. you know? So yeah, there's a little bit of that, but yeah. So the house is safe. Um, okay. The cars sound like they're safe, but there's a little like discrepancy. And I'm like, it's like, well, you might just have to buy your car back for 5,000. Listen. On top of it sounds like you're about to walk through a really difficult season. And this is a season where you guys are going to have to hold on to each other. Absolutely. Honestly. I was going to say, I mean, it, it does not, it, it won't take you out, right? People have recovered and have changed their family legacy because of this event like this. And that's what we want to see you guys' story go through, Melissa. But it, it is, it is gut-riching to the identity and the core of who you guys are. And so stay with it. Thank you so much for calling. This is The Ramsey Show.